I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Going to be an angry start to today's show. Probably the biggest game of the year last night. Massive implications on both sides. And you play like that. Final score. Western Kentucky 38, Old Dominion 35. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, Joe, this is Jordan Ronan, Joe Fortenball, Carlin versus Joe. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Jordan, it's Ian Fitzsimmons and I doing the show yesterday. That bowl game starts at 2.30 Eastern, 30 minutes before the end of our show. So we had a date. Was it 28 nothing? It was 28 nothing. We were celebrating. I had spent that money plus other money. It was over. <laughs> I mean, we were living the dream. I go to a meeting, and all of a sudden it's 35-14, whatever. I'm in another meeting, 35-21. I meet someone out for dinner, 35-35, and they're like, oh, they're kicking the extra point. You can still win an OT. No. No, this yeah. one's dead. You know, you know who is happy? I'm in a bowl pool. <laughs> you got to pick every bowl pool. And I picked that one. I mean, you had Western is, Kentucky. There, there are only a few skills I have in life, right? Like, there's, <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at very many things, right? But one of them is I can judge your character in like two minutes. <laughs> the other one is I could pick random college football games only in bowl pools and about teams that I have never seen play and know absolutely zero about and consistently do well. <laughs> So yes, that is long. Long story short, I had Western Kentucky. Western didn't Kentucky. Know, I found out after the fact this morning that but their quarterback didn't play. Right? Oh, they were way down the list. Way down the <laughs> list of players. There was a pick six didn't early, a fumble early. Didn't know that. I have been on the wrong end of two awful Western Kentucky bowl beats: the 2014 Bahamas Bowl, where they were up like 35-7 in the fourth. You know it's bad when you remember that. Blue- but you remember the 2014 Bahamas Bowl. Every gambler. <laughs> Remembers the 2014 Bahamas Bowl, and I believe it's the 2012 Belk Bowl. If you don't remember the Belk Bowl, it'll send it'll send shivers down your spine once you go through and you read the box score and the play by play. But that's for another day. Yes. We begin today's show with the Philadelphia Big Eagles news. losing their third consecutive football game. This one is a favorite in Seattle at the hands of the Seattle Seahawks, twenty to seventeen. There's a lot to sort through here regarding the hierarchy of the NFC. What's wrong with the Eagles? So we'll begin with this: Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. who had some brilliant moments last night and also had some terrible moments, had this. To say about the team after the game yeah i made the decision we didn't execute um i don't think we're we're all we're uh, committed enough you know you know just just got to turn it around you know um, you know it's a challenge that we have to embrace just continue to see it through what do you mean by that about being committed enough Commitment. I don't know know that I had a dictionary on me now. Um, excuse me. I don't know um, how else to say that. I guess how are you seeing that present itself? Just, you know, it's a matter of being on the same page. Um, it takes everyone being all in um, in all aspects. And, you know, it starts with me. 
Yeah, so there were wow. multiple opportunities to be like, maybe that's not what I meant. I didn't mean commitment. I meant this. And it's understandable. He's battling injury. He's battling some illness. He's coming off a loss. He's tired. You get all of it. But there were multiple follow-ups there, and he's not walking that one back. And he's talking Mm-mm. about guys getting on the same page, guys putting in all the effort. I mean, this this it feels like there's something here, does it not? When your quarterback says that, and let's say it's not even true. It doesn't matter if it's true because your quarterback obviously thinks that about other people in the room, right? About some of his other teammates. That is not a good sign. That's a problem. And when we're in week, uh, the weeks kill me nowadays. We're going to week 16, <laughs> right? Because you're just used to being 16 games. Used to be maybe 17 it's too weeks, much. now 18. Yeah, I can't keep track. <laughs> but when we're in week 16, and you don't think everybody's committed enough. And this is a team that's trying to win the Super Bowl, Joe. This isn't some team that's playing out the string. This isn't the New York Giants that I cover. You know, that the, that the season's been over since, you know, week three and four, basically. No, the Philadelphia Eagles are the runner-up from last year's Super Bowl, trying to get over the top this year. And, yes, they have other problems. We'll get to that, I'm sure, as we go along here. But the fact that you say that, and maybe you, be- and not maybe he believes it that there's not everybody is fully committed. That's not going to change in Week 16. There's major problems with this Eagles team right now. Aside from they're not playing very well, and Jalen Hurts, you know, you kind of can look in the mirror. Twelve interceptions now and five fumbles. That's seven. Five fumbles lost, by the way. That's seventeen total turnovers. You know how many he had last year? Eight. Eight total turnovers last year. He's more than doubled that. This year, that's a big difference. Jordan Ronan, Joe Fortenball, Carlin versus Joe. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Dr. Pepper, call in line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you're going to go to the Super Bowl, you need virtually everything to break your way that season. All Super Bowl teams have the same characteristics. Number one, they generally tend to be amongst the healthiest teams in the NFL over the course of a year, right? Mm-hmm. When you get hit with the injury bug, very rarely is your team going to make it all the way to the final game. The Eagles and the Chiefs were two of the healthiest teams in the NFL last year in terms of manpower games lost. Philadelphia was very healthy. They're not like that this year. Philadelphia was excellent last season from a turnover perspective. They were plus eight in turnover differential. That was top five in the NFL. This year, they're minus six in turnover differential, which means they've lost the ball six times more than they've Usually forced have turnovers. Usually a losing record when that happens, Exactly, by the way. exactly. That's very well said. There are a lot of things that have gone against them, but the turnovers from Hurts and the defense. I mean, you make the switch to Matt Patricia, and last night you give up a 92-yard drive to lose the game. Like, that's the drive where the new-look defense has to go out and get a singular stop. Go figure it out. Final four possessions of the games for the Eagles. Three plays, two yards, punt. Four plays, 30 yards, interception. Seven plays, 25 yards, punt. Three plays, 20 yards, interception. Are you kidding me? That's what the offense came up with? Defensively, last four possessions. 11 plays, 45 yards, field goal allowed. Three plays, five yards, punt. 10 plays, 92 yards, touchdown, kneel downs, end of game, Seattle wins. I mean, this offense... There's problems everywhere, but offensively, they're predictable. They're too predictable. Dan Orlovsky was talking about this morning. Here's Christian McCaffrey, Niners running back, not Niners linebacker, Niners <laughs> running back. He was on with Peyton and Eli last night on the Manning cast. Let's take a listen to this. Jalen Hurts is running a QB draw to the left. The tight end's going to pull. He's deep. Tight end's deep, so he's sifting backside. There you go. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. 
you know, he shifted, but it wasn't a, to the left. That, that, you know, it's pretty good. Pro- that's a pretty good prediction. Not a prediction. Basically nailed it. Yeah, he nails it. I like, mean, Jalen Hurts didn't run it out left, which he probably should have. But the, the the tight end went in motion, sifted. It was right. It was right there. It was exactly as he called it. He called. This is a, a, a player on another team, not a defender, an offensive player who's able to look at your offense and call your play out, not as it's happening before it happens. Like this is problematic, is it not? This is the thing, right? We knew this coming in. This was one of the potential pitfalls of this Eagles team. They lost both coordinators last year. That's one of the, 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 the some of the price you pay when you're sort of the Super Bowl runner-up. You start losing people. They lost two coordinators. They lost Shane Steichen. They lost Jonathan Gannon on the defensive side. They had to basically replace their defensive coordinator. Matt Patricia is now calling the plays over Sean Desai. And then Brian Johnson's now running the offense. And I'm, this isn't a knock on Brian Johnson, right, and saying he's a bad offensive coordinator. It just takes time to usually build up an offense. Each year you go in, you could kind of build on top of it, right? You can add stuff. You can become more creative. They don't have that luxury right now. And you, you see it when you look at this offense right now. It's just a different-looking offense. You mentioned those three losses. The Eagles have lost three in a row. First of all, they played – Six ridiculously hard games. Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas, Seattle. Okay, and Seattle on the road on a Monday night. They won the first three, split the, lost the last three. So they split the six. The last three games, points scored 19, 13, and 17. So we could sit here and blame the defense. They had all the problems, all the problems that you know we could talk about there on that side. They just switched coordinators, basically play callers. 19, 13, and 17, Joe. That does it. You're not going to win many games in the NFL like that. And it's not like it's a terrible offensive line or a lack of weapons. They've got a good offensive line. They've got plenty of weapons. On that side, they're fairly healthy, too, if you think about yeah. it. it. It just it, they haven't been as explosive as last year, and those turnovers are killers. I mean, I just mentioned double the turnovers Jalen Hurts has this year. He threw two interceptions yesterday, including one at the end of the game when really they needed like 15 or 20 yards to get in field goal range, and they went and they went. He, Threw it downfield deep. Uh, that was that was a little bit of a head scratcher to me. I thought, you know, you get your 15, 20 yards. You got Jake Elliott, who's like Mr. Super Clutch, right? He's never missed the kick, I think. He's never like missed. He, it's like he's never missed from outside of 80 with the game on the line. And it's like, yep, six for six from 85 plus yards. <laughs> no, it's, the stat is uh, with the game on the line. Like, yeah. I, he's it's never, never missed. missed. And, yeah, he didn't get the 15 yards. It said they, you know, threw deep downfield. I get it. You know, A.J. Brown, you want to get him the ball, but. Seemed to be in that spot a curious uh, decision to to call that kind of play or at least make that kind of decision to to go in that route for Jalen Hurts. Eagles defense last year, number two in the NFL in efficiency, number four in EPA, expected points added. This season, 29th in efficiency, 30th Yikes. in expected points added. Philadelphia's defense grades out almost in every single metric worse than the Carolina Panthers. Be a part of Carlin versus Joe Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. We mentioned the 49ers and Christian McCaffrey. Everything has set itself up for San Francisco to win it all. There's only one thing, however, that can get in their way. We'll tell you what that is next. He's Jordan Ronan. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And that's what's cool about him. He wants to prove everybody wrong all the time. And he's usually right. To McCaffrey, who pulls his way over the left side and into the end zone. I think everybody knows where we want to be. And we know that each week we're going to get everybody's best shot. His third touchdown of the day. You know, when he does it, it still sort of blows my mind. But at the same time, I'm like, that's Christian. You know, he's done that time and time again. Niners now 11-3, champions of the NFC West, and have their sights set on the number one seed. I'm going to tell you, today's a day where you can talk about the problems Philadelphia is having, the problems Dallas is having, the resurgence of the Buffalo Bills. You can get into any of that. There's... More pressure on Kyle Shanahan than there has ever been in his entire career. And I know that sounds crazy, but give us a moment to lay it out for you because the sage is set for the San Francisco 49ers. He's Jordan Ronan. I'm Joe Fornball. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Shanahan has been knocking on the doorstep for years. Mm-hmm. One of the only coordinators in NFL history to take the blame for a Super Bowl loss. Like, for some reason, we didn't want to put that Falcons meltdown sure. against the Patriots on Shanahan. We, or we didn't want to put it on Dan Quinn, the head coach at the time. We didn't want to put it on Matt Ryan. We put it on Kyle Shanahan. Fine. Shanahan leaves. He takes the head coaching job with the 49ers. Gets to another Super Bowl. Late in the game against the Chiefs with the lead, he abandons the run. Chiefs players, defenders come out after the game and say, we cannot believe he stopped running the football. We were praying he would stop running the football, and he did it. And that's what many attribute to the Niners' loss and collapse in this game. Two other NFC Championship appearances, both losses. This year, Jordan, the stage is set. Yeah, The Eagles are down. The Cowboys are down. There's Mm -hmm. no other formidable contender in the NFC. In the AFC, Mahomes is down. The Bengals are down. The Ravens bring question marks to the table. If not now, when for Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, the pressure is certainly on Kyle Shanahan because we see where the Eagles are right now. And then, look, they're still a threat. Oh, yeah. To to me, they're they're probably the third threat right now because I'd be a little more concerned about Dallas because if you think back, the Dallas Cowboys, and nobody wants to hear this, but they gave the 49ers a game last year in San Francisco, right, in the playoffs. If Dak didn't play like complete dirt 
they could have won that game on the road. Their defense played well enough in that game. And remember, that's before the 49ers quarterbacks were all injured. So I do think that that might be the biggest threat to them. But it's set up for the San Francisco 49ers, right? They play the Ravens. Tough game, obviously, coming up. The what Commanders and the Rams. that is going to be. Christmas night. Yep. Pace yourself on the eggnog. Yeah, because that's going to be a late one, actually. Not, uh, not us. All, all gas, no brakes. Have as much eggnog <laughs> as you can. Responsibly, of course. You'll be, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You, 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 hydrate in between <laughs> right. you know, dinner and the, the 8 o'clock game. You'll be fine. But, you know, Baltimore Washing, at Washington and then the Rams in the finale, the Niners are at home. All they got to do is win two out of three, so they're at home. The Niners at home with this team – and right now they're fairly healthy. Like no excuses. You're right. This is the team that should make the Super Bowl and is the favorite in my mind, at least pretty heavily right now, to win the Super Bowl. They're three to two on the Vegas odds board right now. Who's three the closest? Who's closest, closest behind them is probably going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore? I would have to imagine. Yeah, like, I got to bring that up. It's shocking. I was not prepared for that conversation to come up at all today, given the fact that I, the, the, I bet bottom, on the bottom everything. line is this. Like you know, they're going to they're, when you knock on the door. You have to take advantage. You have to strike when the iron's hot when you're fairly healthy, right? Last year obviously wasn't their year. They didn't have a quarterback in the NFC Championship game, right? You're not, you're not, that's going to be really hard to win that way. Right? But if you have Trent Williams, if you have Debo Samuel, if you have Brandon Ayuk, like uh, Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, and all these guys, you know, Joey Bosa, Fred Warner, they're all healthy. And there, this is their opportunity. And some of the other teams are down. This is their chance. This is Kyle Shanahan's chance, and he can't blow it because there's only going to be so many. At some point, that San Francisco 49er team is going to start to get chipped away, and that's coming soon, by the way. Brandon Ayuk, free agent, right? A lot of guys coming up for big contracts. A lot of guys. The thing with the Niners is they're the only team, in my eyes, that's bulletproof. I can't find a flaw. There's no flaw. The coaching is outstanding. The quarterback play is as good as it gets in the NFL. You can argue Brock Purdy's case for MVP all you want. That quarterback play is rock solid. They can run the ball. They can protect. They can throw the ball all over the field. They can get after opposing passers. They can play defense and cover in the back end. They can win on the road. They can win against AFC teams. They can win at home. They can do it all. Shouldn't have to worry about winning on the road. Shouldn't have to worry about that. That's one another advantage. Bit. They're going to be. They. They. I mean, they. They need to win two out of three essentially to get home field advantage. You're going to get that week off for the bye. Then you got to win two games. The first of which shouldn't be all that daunting. Then you take out Dallas, Philly, whoever it may be in the NFC Championship game, and then it's a short flight down to Las Vegas to get ready for the Super Bowl. Like this is the year for Kyle Shanahan. This is the year he takes the next step. He wins the Super Bowl. He erases anything in his history that people say in regards to him not being able to win the big game. He is a hell of a coach, but in previous years... Do you have confidence in him now? I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think he's a wonderful coach. So even though you listed all those failures, those big, big, I'm talking big game failure, that he could potentially, you know, get away from the run, does that exist? I don't know if he... See, I don't think he's... In the other situations where he had issues, that game against the Patriots, they were a dog to the Patriots in that Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you can understand that you, you're running into really good competition there. In the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, it's Patrick Mahomes. This is a year where it feels like they are a cut above literally everybody else. And I don't think we should have to worry about whether or not he can call the right plays late in the fourth quarter. They should be able to go out there 
and just win the football game. They should be able to beat everybody. I'm not calling for a 40-point blowout, but this is the year where if Shanahan doesn't win and there's no major injuries derailing the season, you have to scratch your head and think, what is it? This roster is loaded, top to bottom. Here, Here's Tom Brady. Uh, you may have heard of him, seven-time Super Bowl champion, has a podcast called Let's Go with an exclamation point. Not sure how I feel about that, but more on that perhaps later. Uh, him, Larry Fitzgerald, Jim Gray on Sirius XM. Take a Always listen. Always Jim Gray. <laughs> Always. What I love about that team is the way that Kyle uses, you know, he got Christian, really went out and got Christian. You know, that's why I really love Kyle as a coach because he's got a lot of creativity and he's found a lot of different ways to use a lot of different skill players on that team. And every player that touches the ball in the Niners offense is dynamic with the ball in their hands. I think it makes it so challenging for them to defend. I mean, it's nothing but praise for this team as it rightfully should be. They had a little bit of a hiccup earlier in the season, but a lot of guys were hurt during that stretch. They have been smoking the opposition. They're the number one seed in the NFC. They've got every positional basis covered. I can't, I mean, seriously, like I, everybody's got a fault. They are bulletproof in my opinion. He's got to win it this year. This is the year. Anything, I don't know if there'd be anything more disappointing in the NFL this season than the Niners not winning the Super Bowl. Like, what else could possibly happen that would be a bigger disappointment than that? You can't say that about teams in the AFC. We want to say it about Baltimore because it looks like they're head and shoulders above the rest. But we know the history of Lamar in the playoffs and stringing together two or three really good, really good playoff games in a row. That tends to be tough sometimes when you turn the ball over. And what if you let's just say Patrick Mahomes gets them to the Super Bowl again, right? Because I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. Yes, they have their problems. Possibility, yes. Probability, unlikely. Patrick Mahomes, still, like, we could see him putting together some monster, you know, games in the the postseason. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's basically what his whole career has been. But if they get there, like, they're so overmatched. You put those two teams on paper, the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, as currently constituted compared to, like, the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, they're not even in the same stratosphere when you talk about roster-wise. Not even close. Now, I think the Ravens are the one team that, okay, they can give, they could probably give them that game and, and could beat them if the Ravens, especially if they get rolling in the playoffs and Lamar's playing really well. They have the number one ranked defense in the NFL. They have a lot of pieces there. The Ravens can give them a game. But there's no one else in the AFC, honestly, that I could see when we put them there and match them up and look at the all-around skills, you know, talent level and skill that the San Francisco 49ers have in the AFC that can even match up with them. And by, by the way, I, I don't think the Eagles can either right now. The closest thing is the, is the Cowboys in the NFC. And I don't Tell trust that defense. That's the thing. Like I, The Niners are a team that can you win. You don't trust the Cowboys defense? I don't trust the Cowboy defense against the Niners. The oh, Niners they are, run it. The Niners it are a team throat. that can win a 40-point shootout or they can win a 10-7 final. They can, be, they can, they can compete in any category. The, the thing that worries me about the Cowboys is that I don't think that defense can step up and win you a game if you need them to win you a game. If Dak is off and the offense is going to hang 17, I don't trust that defense to go out there and limit the opposition to 10, to 13, to 14. That defense held them to 19 in the playoffs last year. In the playoffs last year, yeah. They yeah. did, and they did it on they, the road. They gave them, you know, they gave them hell. That would they, be an they interesting really rematch. Did. All right. They, one touchdown. They managed one touchdown that's, in that game. That's why that Christmas game between Baltimore and San Francisco is so massive because if the Niners win that game from a confidence perspective, you've got to look around and think, we've taken out the Eagles, we've taken out the Cowboys, we've taken out the Ravens. Who is there that we should even worry about? He's Jordan Ronan. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Niners seemingly bulletproof. The Eagles' issues abound. 
And one of the biggest ones can be traced back to something that happened a year ago. That's coming up next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. He's got both feet in, and that's going to be the ball game. And this is a bitter defeat. Once again, the defense let them down. The defense gave up too many big plays. And a quarterback, a backup quarterback, Drew Locke, who was not on the level of Geno Smith. You know, we had multiple opportunities in the game to, to open it up, and, and, we, and we didn't do that. I didn't do that. We got to be better. We have to have the right answers you know, as coaches to put the guys in positions to succeed. Just a confusing, befuddling, bewildering, upsetting 24 hours for me. First, and I'm going to talk about three big issues here. First, Old Dominion blows a 28-point lead, doesn't cover the spread. <laughs> the fact that that makes the list is That's is the classic, number one the thing. <laughs> I, I have one horrific bowl beat every year. Western Kentucky seems to always be involved. That's number one. Number two, my beloved Eagles go to Seattle, blow that game. And then number three, I put on Get Up this morning, and Jeff Saturday's wearing a tie. And now all of a sudden I feel informal. Saturday, what's the story, man? You're wearing a tie on TV these days? Uh, just rarely, you know what I mean. I like to, I, I like to tie it up every now and again, you know, just keep everybody guessing. It looked good. Does it feel good? You're a big guy. A lot of big guys don't like to wear the tie. Nah, it's it's like I said, it's not going to be common. Don't get crazy, you know what I mean. I just like to throw it on every now and again. Look look sharp today, and uh, you know, usually neat neat ties it up a little bit. Dominic Foxworth, so he'll throw on one. So I was going to match it up, and then uh, then I look way overdressed. So. Every once in a while, but it, don't, don't get used to it. All right, all right, we won't. But I'll tell you what, it that's did when look we good. know he's sold out. You know, yeah. completely. He's you know foofy and uh, he's like he's like a, he's like wide receiver style. If if you if you go tie every day, then we then it's trouble. He cleans up. That's nice. a statement. He cleans up nice, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst. So let's start with the game last night. You guys were talking about it on Get Up this morning. You got Jalen Hurts after the game talking about the team's commitment. I think that perked up everyone's ears when they heard that. What do you make of something like that from a team that's won this many games late in the season? Yeah, I really didn't know. I mean, I I didn't know where he thought, right? Obviously, the team's committed because they're making defensive coordinator changes, you know, this late in the season. So, I I mean, obviously, uh, Sirianni, you know, I mean, he, he, Sirianni, he wants to make sure he gets it. So he puts a, defensive coordinator change in place. They played better on defense just at the drive that really mattered. Bradbury, you know, he made two or, or Metcalf made two great plays and Bradbury gets burned at the very end. But 
Um, you know, offensively, I thought they ran the ball better. I thought Jalen looked, looked better running it. I mean, his turnovers really were probably the difference of the game. So I, I really didn't follow. I don't know if just the frustration of it all. Um, you know, if there's certain details maybe we don't know about. But I, I felt like it was a, more of a message to his teammates than to anybody else. Well, you clearly, you brought up the turnovers are on the rise for Jalen Hurts. The Eagles in their last three losses, 19, 13, and 17 points. So, obviously, the offense isn't quite the same as last year. And then you mentioned the defensive problems, right, that they've had this year. So, which coordinator do you think they miss more that they lost this offseason, Shane Steichen or Jonathan Gannon? Oh, I think Steichen for sure. I mean, I, listen, in, in this league, you got to put up points, and – um, in, in games where you're playing good opponents, you know you're going to have to put up a bunch, and they they have struggled to do that. And, and at the latter part of the season, that's the direction you don't want to be headed. And so uh, I think Steichen, you see what he's doing with with uh, Minshew, who obviously wasn't going to be their first choice when they drafted Anthony Richardson, uh, but he's played well. You see that the the run game really. I mean, even last week when uh, Taylor was, you know, he was out from injury, and then Moss goes out early. And all of a sudden, man, they, they didn't matter. Like, whether it was uh, Trey Ser- uh, Sermon or – I mean, they just – they were running the ball. The offensive line looks fantastic. Um, I, I, so, I think that has really – because most of the fourth quarters last year, they were really playing with a lead. So, they mm-hmm. were running just to kind of cement the lead. Defense could tee off. You know, they could they could really produce. So, I think that's kind of the issue. You know, I, th- I think without having that lead, the defense gets exposed a little more. Um, and, and so that's kind of been the, 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 the issue for both sides. Jeff Saturday joining us here, Carlin versus Joe. Think this one through for a second, but there could be some legs here. Any chance that if the struggles on offense continue, the Eagles consider something outside the box like having Matt Patricia call both the offense and the defense? <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're probably good in developing where they're headed. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think, I mean, honestly, I thought the line played better last night, and and, and unfortunately, the deep the deep shot was eight minutes late uh, left in the game at the forty five. I thought that was better. And here's the other part, man. Think about the uh, Kelsey penalty. Uh, I think it was the, it may have been late in the first quarter, early oh, yeah. in the second quarter, and third and inches. You know they're going to get it with a tush push. Instead, they get the penalty set in back. They settle for a field goal. They left a lot out there. So it was, you know, it's one of those games where uh, I, it, it wasn't like it wasn't like they got dressed down like from the 49ers. They, they should have won this game. And unfortunately, they, they, they did a lot of uh, self-destruction to hurt themselves. See, when I pull that crap with questions like that, Carlin will indulge me because he doesn't know what's happening. He's out to lunch. And then I tried it with Ian Fitzsimmons yesterday, and he answered it seriously. You smelled that crap from a mile away. Job well done. <laughs> oh, you, you know. you know, Listen, you're, you, people are talking about Mac Jones' career from last year because of all that nonsense. Yeah. You, gotta, you definitely got to put the, put the end to that. What makes that funny is that it really did happen. Somewhere, you know what I mean? That's why that's that's the unbelievable part of it that it really did happen. (laughs) But okay, so we know someone who we actually trust the call place, Kyle Shanahan over in San Francisco. We see where the Eagles are at, they're not the same team as last year. The 49ers are clearly the favorites now in the NFC. Has Kyle Shanahan ever had more pressure to win it all? No, no, this this will be uh, because I think everybody collectively. The only thing that would take any pressure off of Shanahan, or really the 49ers in general, is is injuries. Because when they're healthy, 
I don't think there's anybody who would say any roster, I mean, on, on AFC or NFC, really stacks up. I mean, they're, they're, they're so explosive. I think they still lead the league in offensive explosive plays and, and in the defensive side. So when, when, when you have that type of turn, man, it's, it's tough to beat a team. They're so explosive. Um, and, and Purdy's playing at, at, a, at, a, at an incredible rate. Debo Samuel, and I tell you, man, like when you go watch the tape, it's not just the play calls. Like I think, you know, and I love Shanahan. I think he's doing a heck of a job. I'm not trying to slight him at all, but just watch the intensity these guys play with uh, for each other. When when you watch George Kittle or you watch Debo Samuel or you watch Brandon Ayuk block for each other downfield, I mean, they are mm-hmm. literally putting dudes in the dirt. As, as other guys are running by them. And that's why you see so many plays that are, that are going the distance because it, it, it's, you know, you used to always talk about it. You know, O-linemen can get you to the line of scrimmage or cross it. Receivers take you to the house. It's no different when they're blocking for each other. And they are, man, they are bought in. And, and they are playing with a, with a level of confidence to each other and a level of accountability and really, and really desperation, it looks like. The way they play for each other, you gotta love it, man. I mean, it's it's fun to watch. One more with Jeff Saturday here, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Huge game Monday night, ABC, ESPN, Christmas night. It's the Ravens in San Francisco taking on the Niners. These are the respective favorites in their conferences. Niners favorites win the Super Bowl. Ravens second. I mean, I, I can't overstate the importance of a game like this. When you start to look at it, what are you expecting here? Can Baltimore go in and get this win? Oh, I, I'm excited to see it because they, exactly what you're saying. I will say here's where Baltimore matches up with San Fran better than most teams, right? They're linebackers. Like when you think about Smith and you think about uh, Queen, like the, the ability of, at that level for those guys, um, and that's really where San Fran makes some hay, right? So can can those guys stick with them? But the other part about Baltimore that, that – I'm, I'm 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 excited to kind of see is can they really pressure Purdy right like most of Baltimore's pressures come from like you said leads uh, which they've had a lead a ton of the game or interior pressure so I'm 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 really interested to see if they can pressure Purdy and how that defense kind of matches up I think Lamar is going to be Lamar right like he's going to make plays um, but but as far as if San Fran were to get out to a big start like they've done against the Cowboys and the, and the Eagles, like where they, but not big start, but big leads, you know, it's, it's tough for anybody. So it's, it, listen, it is, to me, it's a Super Bowl, potential Super Bowl matchup. And, and uh, I don't, I don't use that lightly. I'm excited to watch it. And, and uh, it's going to be a heck of a game. We won't get a chance to talk to you before then, Jeff, you and your family have a wonderful holiday season. We always appreciate your time on the show. You guys as well. Take care of yourself. Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst, kind enough to join us here. Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. He's Jordan Ronan. I'm Joe Fortenball. Said that well. What, the last name? Yeah. Am I nailing it? You're a pro. You nailed it. That was like an A+. Let's go get some lunch. Call it a show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you're not going to want to miss what one of our experts, believe it or not, had to say about Mike Tomlin being on the hot seat. That's after I have this from our friends at Vivid Seats. Bowl season, basketball, hockey. 
and pro football all in action. And Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, and every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us, the fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Minshew drops the throw on first down over the middle. Got it, caught it, and it's a touchdown. touchdown. Mo Alley Cox, touchdown as he walks across the goal line. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Minshew in the pocket. Here comes the pressure. Stands in there, throws Got up field, caught. Got There's it. a five. It's a touchdown for the Colts. This time they get in, and it's D.J. Montgomery. A 60-minute battle with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it goes to the Colts. Two teams headed in very opposite directions. The Colts on the rise, the Steelers on the decline. He's Jordan Ronan. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Just a reminder. Hand, go ahead. What were your hands flailing for? My hands? You were you, you upset that Mo Ali Cox scored? Is that, is that what that was about? If my hands were flailing, it was because of everything else that happened that day. I had that game projected correctly, thankfully. Everything else that day was a complete disaster, especially the bowl games. The confidence we had in those bowl games, and then very quickly, very quickly it all went south. All right, uh, by the way, Christmas Day is going to be massive at this company. We've got Niners, Ravens, Christmas Day. It's ESPN's Monday Night Football broadcast. It's on ABC and ESPN. That is after the NBA Christmas doubleheader on ESPN Radio. Bucks at Knicks. Coverage starts 1130 a.m. Eastern, immediately followed by Warriors at Nuggets. We get some pizza money later in the show featuring the Warriors game tonight. Top. <laughs> I'll, be, to I'll be wrapping that all up the next day, by the way. I'll be on, the, on these airwaves wrapping that all yeah. up. That's a, some good stuff to follow for sure. Well, if you got another topic, it might end up involving what the Steelers are up to with head coach Mike Tomlin. I, where do you buy in on this, Jordan? Because right now... Things aren't going as well in Pittsburgh, and you've got some people starting to look at the head coach thinking maybe a change should come. Then you've got other people saying, look, it's been a long time that Mike Tomlin's been in charge. He's Mm -hmm. never had a losing season. You don't want to put the blame all exclusively at his doorstep this year. How do you handle this? I'm going to say this very clearly. Mike Tomlin is not going anywhere. The Pittsburgh Steelers 
do not – how many coaches have they had in the last 60 years? Three, I believe. Like three, right? <laughs> I mean, they never change coaches. You think that – the people really think, unless Mike Tomlin decides, you know what? It's not working right now. I need to step aside. They're not getting rid of Mike Tomlin. He's never had a losing season as head coach. It is the most stable franchise in the entire NFL. Do we really think that they're going to be reactive and fire Mike Tomlin if he has a losing season? By the way, it's not a lock even has a losing season. Right. It's not even that bad. It really isn't. It hasn't been great. They're seven and seven. But given what they've got out on the field, it's not like he has a whole lot to work with. Dominique Foxworth, Anscape senior NFL writer, he was on Get Up this morning. Jordan, he agrees with you. Take a listen to this. Maybe his seat is getting warm there. To me, Mike Tomlin is like a single dad who's working multiple jobs <laughs> to, to, to make Christmas work for you every year. And every year, all of a sudden, you got that Nintendo under the tree. And then one year, he decides not to buy you a brand new Nintendo. And all the fans are like, but this is terrible. I've come to expect certain things from you, dad. And let's get on the hot seat. I want a new dad. It's just absurd to me. It's absurd. He's been, o- he's been overachieving yes. with this team for years now. And the one year where he probably is achieving about what we expect from this uh, team right? that's set up the way this team is, and now everyone's upset like he's lost the locker room. It seems absurd. Interesting point. Fair point. I don't disagree with the point. One thing we keep hearing, though, is how Tomlin has done so well given the roster he has to work with. It mm. feels like a lot of the blame, I guess, is getting pointed towards the front office. Is that where they could end up making a change? Because if it's not Tomlin, but there is a problem there, Pittsburgh has to address this in some regard. Uh, you look, again, this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't see them being overreactive. I really don't. I don't see them making a big change in the front office. They're, their general manager has only been there for, what, a few years at this point now? Right. So it's it's not like uh, it's a long-term thing. But yes, do they have the answer at quarterback? I mean, that's what it all is, right? It's, it's all about, do they have the right answer and the right pieces on offense and at quarterback? And right now, it's clear the answer is no. Right? They've been bad offensively for several years now, especially since, since the end of the Ben Roethlisberger era, even, even the last few years of the Ben Roethlisberger era. Uh, so, yeah, it's about finding the right quarterback. These guys, if they want it, they're going to get the opportunity. I'm talking about GM, head coach. They're going to get the opportunity to find the right quarterback because it doesn't look like right now that Kenny Pickett is that guy. All right, so Kenny Pickett, and then on top of that, it seems like you've got issues at wide receiver with Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Yeah. Right? Like, t- the talent is there, but the buy-in, the There's a reason the why they were drafted when they were drafted. Okay, so what do you make of that as well? Because this offseason, I don't think the Steelers are going to go into it and say, all right, a couple tweaks here and there will be all right. They've got some issues at wide receiver. They've got yeah. some issues at quarterback. Najee Harris, as my partner Chris Carlin tends to point out, isn't even averaging four yards per carry for yeah. his career. Forget They've Najee. got some things they got to figure out. Do you think a big retooling of the offense is coming? The Najee Harris pick was just asinine. Trust me, as somebody who covered the uh, the New York Giants who drafted Saquon Barkley second overall, I mean, yeah, it just wasn't the right move for that team that needed offensive line help. And then you, you, you get the running back like you think that's uh, this is the you know the seventies and eighties to solve everything. They need to clean out the offense. They need to clean out the locker room. They need to find the right guys. Uh, I think it was Ben actually who came out recently and said it right. Right, like these aren't the Steelers anymore. They need they kind of need to retool like this whole Steeler mentality. And but at the same time, they need the right guys in that locker room because it's clear 
that they don't have the right combination right now. You know, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson are unhappy. You know, they're they're the shenanigans on the sideline. Like the mix. Look, every team has guys that are going to be like that, right? That are going to be emotional and uh, high strung and just basically losing it at times. But you got to have the right guys around him to make sure that you can then lure him in. They don't have that right now. I mean, obviously Mike Tomlin has shown he could do it. But on offense, yeah. So they're going to have to clean out. They're going to have to get rid of some big guys. I don't know who it is. I mean, I don't even consider Najee Harris a big guy. It feels like in the past, anytime they've had an issue at a certain position, they've moved on very quickly, right? Like Antonio Brown, we didn't realize the extent to Antonio Brown. Antonio Helms, Plaxico Burris. Exactly, right? Like these they issues would creep up. Bait. Le- yeah. Le'Veon Bell wanted the contract. He ended up holding out, and then he ends up leaving, right? Like they, they have mm-hmm. always understood how to move on quickly and efficiently from problems. And it feels like this time, maybe they weren't able to do that fast enough. So this offseason is going to be fascinating to watch because they need to upgrade the offense, but it feels like they might be shedding some of those offensive weapons. In One the of those two receivers guaranteed. They have not Got won it. a playoff game since 2016, during which time from then until now, I believe 23 NFL teams have won a playoff game. Jerry wow. Jones. He's looking to win some playoff games. He's made it loud and clear what his expectations for the Cowboys are. You'll hear it next. Jordan Ronan, Joe Fornball, Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.